Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him a high praise. A high praise. A high praise. We thank you, Jesus. You clap your hands, you lift your voice, and you shout unto God. Amen, amen. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I said it this morning, there are so many places we could be. We could be at Morro Bay. We could be in San Francisco. We could be up in the mountains camping. We could be, uh, where else could we be? San Diego, yeah. Monterey. But we here. So why don't we go ahead and have church? Is that all right with you? Well, come on. Amen. I, man, hanging out with Pastor Bradford has made me so honest. Let me tell you something. I've been praying this whole service and this afternoon. God, I, I just, I don't feel like preaching tonight. Would you just move in the house in such a powerful way? And, and part of the reason for that is I feel so strongly two directions. I mean very, 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 very strongly. And that could be the Lord wants me to preach one or maybe both. I don't know. Maybe I'll preach one. If it don't go over, I'll preach the other one. And, but, but I feel like some folks in here got to just make up your mind too. Well, I'm here. I want to go ahead and have church. I think I want to go ahead and preach with the preacher. Have a move of God and let him work in my life. And so I told you that to let you know I, I'm, I'm already here. So since I'm here, I'm going to preach. And since you're here, I'm wondering if you want to have church. Well, praise God. You want to have church? My hallelujah, Jesus. So clap your hands and give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, tonight I am not com I am not I am not committed to going to the very end of what I feel. But when our hearts connect, when the heart of the pew and the heart of the pulpit connect, and the hand of God moves in, I am willing to put the mic down and let the Lord have His way. That's what it's all about tonight is God touching us and changing us and helping us and making us new and better for him. So with that in mind, let's turn to the 23rd Psalm. And in advance, I will apologize to the media team. I feel a direction change from what we previously spoke about. The 23rd Psalm, Psalm of David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul and leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hmm. Somebody say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. Seems that there is a theme throughout this day of commitment. Commitment. And so if the Lord will help me for just a few moments, I want to continue what we started this morning. Commitment. Commitment. Somebody say, commitment. Man, the Lord bless you and you can be seated tonight. This psalm of David is one that is so, so, so captivating and so powerful and in fact has become a part of the Christian journey. At every level that anybody may know God or live for God or be aware of the presence of God, they know about the 23rd Psalm. It seems to me that oftentimes we hear about this Psalm at a time when there is a need for comfort, be it a funeral or anywhere else. Hey, this just dawned on me. I just, I got to hit pause real quick. I think some of you guys ought to go start working at hotels and see if the Lord will work in your life or not. Yeah. They accepted applications, bro. We got to send some of these guys to hotels. Praise God. <laughs> oh, amen. Amen. We're the 23rd Psalm. That's right. That's where I was. Well, I got to know. I got to learn how to behave around here. Help me, Jesus. Amen. Amen. But, but this 23rd Psalm is so amazing. And an insider tip, if you ever have trouble falling to sleep, what you ought to do is read the 23rd Psalm because you'll find out that the good shepherd will show up and he will give you a restful night of sleep. I've been there and I've done that and I know that it works. But more than a psalm of, of, of comfort, this psalm, it really, really paints the picture of one who decides to live for God and give their heart to God and follow after him. Because you can see it doesn't take very long of living for God that you can see and you find out that the Lord is truly a great shepherd. The world will take advantage of you. The world will hurt you. But the Lord is a shepherd. He doesn't drive cattle. He don't, he don't drive you and make you do things, but he leads you. And if you willingly submit to him and give your heart to him and your life to him, you're going to find out that the good shepherd is also a good provider. And you're going to find everything I need is in the house. Everything I need, I am fulfilled. And I don't even want anything because I I'm relying on the good shepherd. Find out that old 
He'll make you lie down in green pastures. The writer Luke said in Acts 3 and 19, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Every once in a while on this apostolic journey, it's a beautiful thing. Thing when you're following the shepherd and you may not even realize it but he knows this lamb of mine needs a place to rest and you walk into a service with a heavy laden burden and the pastor gets up and says it doesn't matter if you're on the mountaintop or the valley low there's a spirit of refreshing in the house and if you'll just tap into it we serve a God that doesn't change and he meets you and he meets your need and he makes you to lie down in green, luscious, filling pastures. Thank God for his presence. In those times he will, he will restore your soul and, and there will be waters to drink from that are still waters and so beautiful and so deep and then you'll find out that he will lead you to a place where there may be the shadow of death but because you're following after him there ain't no reason to fear I have no reason to fear I have no reason to fear because I'm following the good shepherd it may not look good for me right now but I don't even fear death because I'm following after the good shepherd and it's amazing because the Lord at some point on this journey he will prepare for you it's amazing we talk about the times when we are serving the Lord but there comes a time when the Lord will serve you he will literally set a table and he'll find the perfect place for that table and he'll put on his waiter's garment and he'll say come and sit at my table I don't understand it or know how it works, but he decides to set a table for you in the presence of your enemies, and you sit down, and, and while you're looking at those that are at the table, they may be haters, they may they'll be those that don't really like you, but you look up into the eyes of that good shepherd, and you don't want to disappoint him in this table that he's prepared, so you say, Lord, just bring it on, whatever you want from me to have in this moment I'm willing to receive it's amazing because this is where we see the beauty of commitment because the good shepherd sees that you're committed to him and so he'll commit to you it's amazing today while we were sitting at the table the waiter came and said what would you like for lunch today and we told him what we would like for lunch today can you imagine a place in God where God shows up at your table and says what is it that you need today 
day and you say, God, I'm in need of a healing touch. God, I'm in need of you to save my family. God, I'm in need of you to restore my soul and to lift me up and encourage me. And he says, just stay right here. I'll be right back with your answer. That is the beauty of commitment. While you're serving God, God is serving you. Mm, hallelujah. While you're serving God, God is serving you. And he says that you anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. And he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. There comes a point in this walk with God when you look behind you and you don't only see the valley of the shadow of death, but you see that it was the goodness of the Lord that led you to that valley and it was the mercy of the Lord that kept you through that valley I want to encourage somebody tonight God didn't bring you to it to let you die in it but he brought you to it to take you through it if he's able to take you through it he is going to be able to keep you in it keep your eyes on the good shepherd don't turn around don't turn to the right don't turn to the left follow the good shepherd oh clap your hands to the Lord Commitment, where you commit to God and God commits to you and goodness and mercy follow you. But it's amazing because between verse number three and verse number four, there's something so dynamic that takes place. There is something so powerful that takes place after the period in verse number three and before the why in the first word of verse number four. You see, before, mm, hallelujah, before the third verse, there is no wanting, but after the third verse, there's a valley of the shadow of death. Before the first, the third verse, there are green pastures. But after the third verse, there is evil. Before the third verse, there are still waters. But after the third verse, there's a table in the presence of your enemies. Before the third verse, the psalmist is talking about the Lord. But after the third verse, he's talking to the Lord. And he says, thou art with me. Before the third verse, it's the ever elusive, my shepherd. But after the third verse, he's talking to him and he says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Before the third verse, there's an ever elusive he, but after the third verse, there is a table prepared for him. Before the third verse, there is a his namesake, but after the third verse, there is commitment. It doesn't matter what happens or what comes my way. God, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It doesn't matter what my family thinks about it, what my family says about it. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay in the house. It may be a dark valley. It may be the presence of my enemies. But God, I am committed to you. It's amazing because in this modern Christianity, Oh my, 
Amen. They tell you that you can live between verse number three and verse number four. They preach a Christ without a cross. That you can enjoy the benefits without any type of any type of any type of commitment to God. But that's not so. Somewhere. Oh, God, you've got to step beyond the third verse and get committed to this thing. In life, there are some things that are an either-or situation. And in life, there are other things that are a both situation. But when it comes to this setting of Scripture, you can't have the first three verses without the next. You can't just live in the shallows without living in the last three. You may be in the world, but you ain't of the world. You cannot live for God and keep your old haunt. Ruth, if you're going to experience the fullness of God's plan for your life, you're going to have to leave Moab. As the music comes tonight, it was Moses that said, I, I, I call heaven and earth to record against you that day, and I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You cannot have both. Therefore, choose life. Because... You come to the precipice of the third verse and you hear the call to step into the next. It is so important because it's not just about you, but it's about you and your seed that they may live. It was Joshua who said, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah going to come to an end. Musicians and singers can come. I'm going to skip over a bunch of this and I want to I want to call to your attention some things that live between verse number three and verse number four. The media team will help me in Exodus the eighth chapter verse number one. Exodus the eighth chapter verse number one. The Lord is speaking and to Moses, he tells Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, I will smite all thy borders with frogs. I'm going to put frogs, not in the city center, not in downtown, not in Goshen, but in between. I'm going to put frogs in the borders. Revelation 16 and 13. The writer John is writing and he sees some things. And he says, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs that came out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. You know what lives between verse number three and verse number four? Do you know what lives 
on the border of making up your mind whether or not you're going to commit to this thing. Evil spirits. I've got to make it plain tonight. If you can lift your hands in the house of God on a Sunday night and on a Monday morning pick up a cigarette and smoke it. If you can worship with the saints of the Most High on a Sunday night and be cussing out of that same mouth on a Monday morning, you're living You may wonder why you're plagued with spirits in your mind and spirits in your heart. It's because of where you're living. You've got to step beyond verse number three into a place of commitment with God and say, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of All the days of my life. All the days of my life. As we stand together, we see a perfect picture of those that live between. When the Lord is giving a parable of the five wise and the five foolish, the difference between the two was that the five wise were willing to make sure that their vessel was full and that they had extra on the side. But the foolish, you gotta follow me, was this. They wanted to live off of pastor's experiences. You got enough, pastor. Just give me a little splash on it. Just, no, no, no. At some point, at some point, you know what commitment looks like? It looks like going to the source yourself and saying, I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to stay at the table. I'm going to stay no matter what. I may not understand it, but I'm not going to live off to mom and dad and grandma and grandpa's conviction. Uh, somewhere I'm going to find him and make it my own. I'm not trying to hurt anybody tonight. I'm not. 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 I want to help somebody step beyond the border. Let me tell you something. I feel so nobody intends to backslide, but they backslide because a spirit in the border takes over. Tonight's message is not a hammer. I don't mean for it to come across that way. But it's an invitation to the table of the Good Shepherd. Where he will meet your every need. And he'll supply your every want. Where you can get to know him for yourself. And you can look him in the eyes and say, you are my shepherd and I appreciate your rod and your staff and can I say it one more time I'm going to dwell 
in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Does anybody tonight, we'll just take a few minutes, we'll just take a few minutes, say, God, this, this is Commitment Sunday. This is Commitment Sunday. And I'll say it again. Does anybody just want to say yes? Does anybody? Come. These altars are open. These singers are going to sing. Does anybody want to come say yes? Would somebody grab this precious sister by the hand right there? Come and say yes, sister. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on and say yes. In the name of Jesus, God, I'm going to commit to you and I'm, I'm leaving these frogs. I'm leaving these frogs. I'm leaving these frogs. <laughs> I'm leaving these spirits. The problem isn't you. You're not the problem. The problem is where your feet are standing. Come on, that's it, sweet sister. Uh, I'm making a commitment today. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. When times are dark, when times are hard and sad, I'm going to stick with it, Jesus. Oh, God, I'm coming home. Oh, God, I'm coming home. I want somebody to hear me right now. You are not your sin. You are. You made a, made a mistake, but your mistake is not who you are. Just stand up, step up, and let the Holy Ghost make something out of your life. Make a commitment today. Yes, God. That's all he wants is your yes. Withholding nothing, I surrender all to you. Oh!